Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know that I love in the world of entertainment, from movies to films to television shows and the occasional video game. It has been a hot minute, y'all, since I have done an episode. I am so sorry. It's been over two months because it was like February was the last episode for Whiplash. And a lot of stuff's been going on, like all good. Um, I just, I recently moved and um, it's just like unpacking still and finding my equipment to even record podcasts, finding the time to really dedicate to it because it is very time consuming. It's just a lot. And so there is no excuse. I apologize for being literally MIA for quite some time. I've been trying to posts here and there on social media where I can. Um, I was supposed to actually release an episode last week and then some other stuff came up. So I wasn't able to do that last week. So I am determined to get back into the scheme of things and, um, you know, record an episode every week because I really love doing it. I've gotten so much good feedback and I just hope that, you know, there's at least one listener still out there. So I'll get them all back regardless. So, um, I have made some changes um, recently. I'm just kind of formulating some ideas about, you know, the direction of the podcast and just kind of honing in on the specifics of like where I feel like it needs to go. And um, just based on, you know, my own, you know, observations and feedback and things. And I really feel like I'm going to continue, of course, talking about all of the things, video games, television shows, movies and music. Um, but I'm primarily going to focus on the three things of television, music, and film. And I've decided to leave video games to be something that I occasionally talk about. The reason why is because when I really sit down and think about it, um, there's so many of the other three things that I feel like I really need to talk about for, for you know just to get those opinions and thoughts out there. And though I love video games and everything, and I have gotten really good responses of the video game podcast that I've done, sometimes better than those other things, um, I feel like I have less of those things to talk about. Um, I have like a giant list of, of video games to discuss, but in order to keep up like with keeping everything kind of even, um, I'm going to leave video games as like an occasional thing that may pop up here and there. So. In other words, um, that might give me an opportunity also to leave like one week open per month. So where I'm releasing an episode about television, music, and video or in a film, if I decide, okay, I don't really want to talk about video games this month or um, you know whatever, then I can just have that week to kind of maybe re- like record a couple other episodes um, to catch up with the other things, and then later on down the line, if I decide, okay. Um, I'm ready to talk about this particular video game now. Um, then I'll do it and 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 I'll have like a four four week um, episode thing going on. So essentially, I'm just kind of cutting back on the video game podcast, just leaving it at that. And then there might be like an off week uh, per month, just again to allow myself to record a couple extra episodes to get ahead of things in the event that, you know, I something happens and I like fall back a bit. I have episodes already recorded to discuss because there are so many like when I look at my list of video uh, or of music, especially um, there is like so many bands and artists that I like really am dying to discuss. And then I look at music or then I look at film and then I look at television shows and it's like the same thing. 
I really just feel like I want to dedicate a little bit more time to those three things because there's so much of it. Um, just because music is like my prominent like thing that I like to talk about anyway. And um, yeah, so it's still going to be a podcast for all those things, but it'll be the occasional video game. So in my intros, if you hear me say, you know, music, television, uh, uh, film, and the occasional video game, that's what I'm alluding to in that I may not talk about video games every single month. I already know the next video game I'm going to be talking about, but it just may not happen in the month of like, we're about to head into May. So it may not happen then, but with all that being said, we're going to get into it. (laughs) So, um, we're actually going to be talking today. I'm just going to start from, from like scratch and I'm literally going to open this. Um, I'm considering this to be like the starter of May since April is pretty much almost over by the time this releases. And, um, we're going to get into music today. So I'm actually going to be discussing an artist that I've really loved for quite some time. Um, probably, I mean, I first like discovered them. It was 2000. It would have had to have been 2012, 13, 2012 or 13. And the artist I'm going to be talking about today is a band called wild. Nothing. Um, wild. Nothing is an amazing, amazing band. Um, and I'm just going to get right into my overall discovery, a little bit of history of the band and get into all the stand-up components that make them great. And let's continue as if I haven't missed two months of podcasting. (laughs) So, um, all right. So while nothing, um, is headed by, uh, multi-instrument, multi-instrumentalist and songwriter, Jack Tatum. Um, he had been in a couple previous bands before this, but, his this project while nothing is is pretty much all him um he does tour with uh, a big group of band members but he is the you know prominent songwriter and uh instrumentalist i think he may not do all the drums for his songs but um pretty much he does everything else so he's the principal songwriter and you know it's pretty much his moniker as well nothing um with a touring band and they released um they've since released since 2010 they've actually released four different albums and that would be gemini in 2010 2012 was nocturne 2016 was life of pause and then the most recent would be 2018 which would be indigo so he's i would imagine uh because it's been about four years since gosh four years since indigo came out gosh i feel like i just got the album and i got it the year it came out um but i feel like that it's probably getting close to maybe another release for him. I've, I've tried to do some research and haven't found anything like super new from him yet. Um, but you know, it's, he seems to like that sort of two to four year thing, um, with releasing albums. So it's probably about that time. If maybe not this year, maybe next year, fingers crossed. So, yeah. So my discovery of well, nothing, uh, came about actually when I was working as a teacher, um, in Tampa and it was my first teaching job I'd ever had. I'd never subbed a day in my life. I just got the job, like, you know, it was like a temporary position and, um, finishing up the school year, like the second half. And I used to listen to, I always, I mean, even as a teacher, when I was like on my planning period or whatever, I used to listen to a lot of um, like Pandora, especially like in those early years. And then I kind of recently like mostly into Spotify and things like that. And at the time I just, I would have Pandora on and I listened to just a lot of like um, alternative, like indie style things and um, really uh, just atmospheric type of music and things. And then this song comes on and I was like, what is that? What is that band? That like, I like immediately the production of it stood out. 
and it was just like really cool and really like um, just had this like fluid like quality to it that was really enjoyable to listen. And it was a song called Chinatown, which was, of course, by Wild Nothing. So that was the first song I ever heard by them. I immediately ordered the album and fell in love. And it was like all I listened to for like a good you know, few months. Um, and then eventually as time went on, and this was like, this was, I mean, a couple years after that album had even come out because that would have been um, in 2000. 13 so 2012 actually so yeah so nocturne because i remember nocturne was already out so i but i didn't want to listen to it until i'd finished gemini <laughs> so once i got my you know listening done for months at a time of gemini then i was ready to really absorb nocturne which was equally as amazing and outstanding and we'll get into that as well and so yeah it was just pretty much by a song um that just came out come out came that i heard out of nowhere and the rest is history. Um, so just some standout components of Wild Nothing. So first off, the thing, one of the things that I really love about Wild Nothing is their overall musicality. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for reverb in general, whether I'm writing music or listening to it. I really love sort of the echo quality that reverb can give a song, and it really creates it really just puts in an atmosphere without having to do a lot, you know, without having to do too much, but it also doesn't overpower the songs. And I think that um, their usage of reverb gives while nothing, this almost like shoegazy quality. I know they've gotten that sort of um, style attributed to them, but I also think they pair those ideas of shoegaze style music really well with um just catchy pop music like especially their like last couple albums are a little bit i think i don't want to say accessible because i find all their music to be very accessible in terms of the listening experience but just more um pop like in a good way like where they're still having those elements of like the reverby shoegazy elements but maybe with some more playful um styles of instrumentation different instruments and still even more honing in on those like things that make the songs overall catchy with really good and strong hooks and i think that's just something that not a lot of bands do well like there's bands that like sound like they are gonna do it and then when you listen to their album they're like kind of more instrumentally or they're like catchy almost in an annoying way and i think while nothing is really good at finding the sweet spot to give atmosphere and and really um ambiance to a song an album while also making it memorable with you know catchy hooks and strong hooks that are actually good um in terms of each album's individual style um i find like there's definitely been like a progression um and and again i usually veer away from those kinds of descriptions because a lot of people will say well like this brand has grown so much and then i'm going well yeah but like they've abandoned like everything they were before and while nothing does not do that uh while nothing if anything builds upon ideas that they've already have have done and just kind of expands and explores them further and i've mentioned this before with other bands and this is kind of the style of band and artist that I really like, where they don't completely lose what makes them great, but they explore new ideas without letting those new ideas completely take over and give them like a whole new um, style. And, you know, we don't even know who this band or artist is anymore. So Jim and I, the first album came out in 2010, and this is definitely like the most um, 
like reverbish type of song. I mean, I, I talk about subtleties in reverb in Chinatown literally is layered um, with a lot of like echoing um, elements and production. And it's an amazing song, but the album itself is really um, the production of that one is just really strong and it's a really beautiful album like that. That's the first thing that strikes me when I listen to Gemini. I still listen to it off and on, like even still as if it still sounds current and it's really got a lot of pretty uh, qualities to it. A lot of his earlier EPs, um, I can kind of hear like that he's getting to Gemini on those EPs before this album actually came out the full length. And I think that um, he did a really good job of editing himself um, while also keeping the album really thematic. And it's really got strong. It's just got like a really strong perspective. Um, As we get into 2012 with Nocturne, his the sophomore album, Nocturne is where we start to get a little bit more pop. Um, It's it's like I would call it like 50 percent similar to Gemini and then the other 50 is like this really strong pop element going on um and it it makes for just a really really good listening experience there's so many so many great songs on Gemini and Nocturne and then in 2016 um Life of Pause comes out and I think Life of Pause is easily um the most um drastic change in direction in like a really cool way like i think that jack tatum experiments with a lot of cool sounds and instruments on life of pause it's got a very um 1970s quality to it again without being super heavy-handed which i think just speaks volumes in terms of his editing ability you know when you have one person really creating all of these songs and these albums it could really be difficult to edit oneself because, you know, you have to really hear what the song needs and what the song may not need. And it's a very focused album, like from beginning to end, Life of Pause really, um, I think is just, it's very different. It's it's even more poppy than the other ones. And um, it's just, I really like that sort of 70s vibe that it has. Um, There's a little like, um dare i say um there's a little pet sounds to me i hear on life of pause um in terms of the production quality and just the overall vibe of of the album itself and then finally in 2018 which is the most recent album indigo indigo um starts getting more into a little more synth heavy work while also keeping the reverb qualities of some of the songs and also keeping the quality of production and everything and it just it really goes from like 70s from life of pause into indigo which is again like a more synth heavy album but again just as catchy and and they just get catchier and catcher all the time in like a really great way like i really feel like i don't even think that it's that jack tatum's songwriting is getting stronger because gemini is amazing and it's like a perfect album in my opinion as is nocturne as is all of their albums all of his albums i really love all of them um, but I just mean that like, there's a mature, I don't even know if I want to say maturity. There's like a, just this very strong focus. Like it's just, it's not, it's not to say that like all the other albums don't have focus because they obviously do because thematically they're just so all equally strong, but Indigo again, just has a very streamlined way about it when you listen to it. Um, the the sequencing of the songs themselves 
it just really just speaks for itself when you're listening to it as do all the other albums so all again all of the albums are great i think starting from gemini would be the best in my opinion the best move just to i always suggest that with any artist or band that's just how i listen to things um because i always like to see like the progression or like kind of the direction or the changes in direction rather that a band or artist is going in as they you know go through all their current albums or get there anyway and so i also think in terms of standout components there's this development going on consistently with while nothing that they don't ever lose what makes them good in the first place. Like I feel like Jack Tatum is just, I mean, to create albums that are like this good one after the other, you got to really have um, a strong hold on, on the ideas that you already have, but like a ton of inspiration that you haven't even realized yet, because really it doesn't sound like he's doing the same thing over and over. It doesn't sound like he's, trying too hard to be constantly different with every album as some artists and bands fall into that trap he really i think takes the time to say okay like this is what i did on my last album you know where do i feel like i am currently as an artist and then he just like goes there so i think again that just speaks to the fact that he's a really strong um editor of himself and just a really great musician overall of course um, overall, what makes while nothing great? Um, again, Jack Tatum's song, strong songwriting. He has this listener of detail quality to himself, where I feel like the production of his work is just like so detailed, and like there's things that like he'll put in certain songs, just kind of like floating in the background, or even just to, like the reverbs turned up a certain way, or there's like a certain echo quality that. Like, if you, you really think about it, if it was taken away, it's not going to be nearly as good as it is. Like, I think Chinatown, is, for example, is, like, one of the best examples I can think um, offhand of a song that has so many layers to it in terms of effects. Um, it's a very straightforward song, but it just has these layered qualities that are put so meticulously in place. Um, and I don't know if it's, I mean, I assume it's intentional because it's, it's good, but if it is, even if it is experimental and he just ended up there, I mean, that's really awesome and amazing and just shows again, how, um, good of a detail focus he actually has as an artist. And I think that, um, the, it really, his quality of work just has a really focused hand on everything that he does to the point where, you can all you just really have to appreciate the the work itself i mean a lot of the times you know people like to say like oh you know i worked really hard on something and and that's great and that's awesome but you can hear like the hard work that goes into each of these albums but they're also actually good um you know hard work doesn't necessarily equate to necessarily a like great item or product or whatever um and so i think in while nothing's case it is a consistent thing that it's very, um, it's not heavy handed, but it's very focused handed and also produces just really quality music at the same time. Well, nothing also has this ability to capture an atmosphere as well as this, it has like this moment in time quality. Like, and I was kind of speaking to this a few minutes ago where I was talking about like, I feel like, again, he, Jack Tatum is the kind of person that like when he's ready to make a new album or feels inspired to do so, um, he really assesses like the albums beforehand in terms of like where he feels like while nothing could go. 
if obviously it was so different that it's not going to sound anything like well nothing maybe he might want to do it under a different moniker or something but i really think he takes the time i don't i don't know for sure but i would imagine with how consistent every album is and if you listen to them back to back and go into the next one they all make sense in terms of like where where they are um and like when you like for example when you get to life of pause you're like yeah, like I could kind of hear a little bit of like where Gemini was and then Nocturne was headed sort of in this direction. I'm kind of, it's kind of cool how we arrived here at Life of Pause. Like, and I find myself going there with his albums and there's tons of other bands I do this with too, but I think While Nothing is really one of those bands that is really good at like listening and consider, if not listening, then actually considering their previous work and, and deciding where the future should go um, in terms of the next album. I, I honestly have no idea where the next album for While Nothing could personally go. Um, to personally, I guess, like, um, being that the last one was a little more synthy with Indigo, um, perhaps we go back, not even go back, but maybe get a little bit more into like a grittier guitar sound, I think would be interesting for them. Because uh, he has a really lot of great guitar work already, so I mean, it would be interesting to see like what he does with maybe like a kind of early '90s vibe type of sound or something. I don't know. Um, lastly, uh, one thing I did really want to speak on is I feel like while nothing um, has this in their live show, they have the live quality to me is equivalent to how good the albums are. I was fortunate enough to see while nothing actually when they toured with, um, beach fossils. And, um, I didn't want to do back to back while nothing and beach fossils. I wanted to like space out a few months. I didn't mean to do it for this long. Um, but I was always going to, while nothing has been on my list for a really long time. And I just, um, recently, I don't know, there's something about like the change of season and we're like in the springtime and stuff. And a lot of their al- a lot of Wild Nothing's albums feel very spring to me, and it, I've just been listening to them a lot lately. And I thought, okay, I need to start recording again, and I really want to do Wild Nothing's uh, podcast. So, like, here we are. And so, the live of of Wild Nothing, the live show was really great. I saw them at um, it was the Beecham um, venue in Orlando downtown. And they played actually before Beach Fossils, and it was like, first of all, it was amazing to see like two of these bands that I'd been dying to see for years already, but it was just like so good. Like, I mean, literally it was just like the, it was like listening to the album, but like uh, just even stronger atmosphere because of the live music quality, of course. And surprisingly, I don't remember them playing anything of Life of Pause, which I thought was kind of weird. Um... I, I that was the only thing I thought was like I thought you know did they play anything of Life of Pause because they played a ton from like Gemini a lot from Nocturne and like a few songs from Indigo and I remember being like why didn't they play anything from Life of Pause um and so again it was still a phenomenal show but I and like that didn't even hit me until like weeks later and I was like you know they didn't play anything from this album <laughs> um I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure like they didn't play anything off of Life of Pause so I'm curious as to why. Um, because I don't know, like, I think the album, the album, the show already was amazing. So I think it would have just been cool to hear a couple songs, but regardless, the overall live quality was absolutely amazing. And it was everything that I thought it was going to be and more. And I really can't wait to see them should they come again. And I think that he mentioned at the show that it was like the first time he'd been to, if not Florida in terms of touring, then definitely Orlando. So, I mean, and there was a really good crowd, you could tell, specifically for Wild Nothing that was there. 
And so I really hope that, you know, he decides to come back and, and that the show was also good for him as it was for the audience of us. And so that is why I know I love Wild Nothing. I'm really excited to have <laughs> finally recorded a new episode. I feel like so crappy for not being on it more. And again, I'm really going to get better at um, like I, it was just like this phase of time where I just could not find the time um, to, to really sit and edit and do all the things that need to be done to do the podcast stuff. But I am going to be better at this and I'm going to be focused just like we were, you know, a couple months ago. We're going to get right back to it. Um, I really hope you all enjoyed the episode. And again, if you, as I always say, if you have not heard or listened to Wild Nothing before, check out Gemini. Start with the first album, Gemini. Listen to the whole album um, and then go from there. I mean, everyone, I, as you know, I've, of course, as a fan of this band, I always read comments from, you know, different songs and stuff if I listen on YouTube or whatever. And it really seems like everyone does have their favorite albums. I really, like, I don't know what my favorite would be, to be honest. I know Chinatown is one of my favorite songs, but then there's, like, Midnight Song on Nocturne. I mean, there's, like, so many other great songs on each album that, like, I don't know. But check them out. And, you know, I really feel that if you've been, if you've checked out any of the other bands I've mentioned before and liked them, you more than likely would have to like Wild Nothing, if not love them as well. So, um, please check them out. They're amazing. I really, I didn't realize Indigo had came out just like so, you know, four years ago. So now I'm like all excited to wonder, are they going to come out with something current? Because now <laughs> they would be like the perfect year to do it. So hopefully we'll have to see and see what they do. But anyway, check them out. And, um, until next week, cause it is going to happen next week. I'm going to have a new episode. Don't worry. Um, thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the I Know I Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock, on Instagram at I Know I Love Podcast. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.